poppin' everybody. Welcome back to a girl and her mother-in-law. Happy fucking Thursday. Thursday. Woo! Time is just passing by. Already almost halfway through August. Oh my god. Well, by the time you're listening to this, because we're pre-recording. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the de- de- dedication so we don't leave you guys hanging with nothing. I know, you I know, might have trying. to do that episode with Zane, depending on how yeah, we're trying. you feel. We're trying. Yeah. Um. Hi, everyone. Hi. Happy fucking Thursday. Today, we're going to hop into some advice. Yes. If you want to hear us BS, you can listen to the last episode. We talked about all current events in our life. So if you want to keep up with that. They listen really listen, though. So. Yeah, but some people skip the sex episodes, I feel like. Oh, really? Yeah, like some people don't like to listen to sex episodes. So if you listen to the first like 40 minutes of the last episode, it's all us chatting. And then you can just stop when we start answering the emails. A lot of people love them. I don't know. (laughs) Boring. I don't know where I've seen that. Like some people were like, oh yeah, I just don't listen to, I just skip the sex episodes. Yeah, maybe I'm making shit up in my head. No. I'm sure that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure somebody must have said something somewhere Mm. for you to remember it, but. Interesting. I mean, I don't know what I titled it yet, so it might not even be like a sex-related title. So maybe people did listen to it. Oh. Hey, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. My Let's chest is gurgling it. so much today. Like, what is wrong with me? I wonder if it's like an anxious thing. Anxious. Are you like anxious? I mean, you, you're you going through a lot right now. I have a so. lot on my mind. So maybe I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a lot on my mind. So maybe that's your. You gotta pay attention. Maybe that's when when you're more anxious or you, when you when you got a lot going on. Maybe that's your oh no, hundred percent. When I'm like, like if me and Zane are like arguing or something, yeah, my chest will gurgle oh, if I'm like riled. Wow, interesting. Or like stressed. Yeah. Okay. Things like that. I don't notice what happen. Like what kind of food though? Because mm. I knew I know after I eat sometimes I get. <gasps> Like that, mm-hmm. but I don't know what foods trigger it. Like I, I, don't I think that's that a, good, a good thing because sometimes you don't realize what's going on, and if you start doing that, then you, it's like an indicator of like, let me go back to my safe space. That's true. Calm down. It's like my body is yeah. like chill out. Yeah, listen to the wow. I also had a smoothie this morning, and my my body's probably not used to fruit because there's a whole apple in there, and acai fruit, almond milk, almond butter. An elderberry. Elderberry liquid. Wow. Yeah. Was it yummy? Yeah, it was very good, actually. But smoothies don't keep me full. That's my problem. Like, I wish they were more filling to me. Maybe I need to add, like, protein powder to make it, like, sustainable, maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I would. I told Maria, too, like, when I'm done with the surgery... I mean, <laughs> what? I, because we're re- pre-recording, so it's like, wait, I am done. But oh, no, uh, we're pre-recording. But I, when I am done with my surgery, I told Leah that I have to start eating better because mm-hmm. I don't eat, and like I usually eat yeah, one meal eat a enough. day, yeah. maybe sometimes two. But I told her I definitely want to up my protein intake. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna. After I'm better, recover, I want to go to my do- do- doctor, get allergy tested, make sure I'm not alert, what I am or not allergic to, yeah. and 
get protein powder and start making sure every day I drink a protein shake. Like for lunch because lunch is my worst. I hate eating lunch. Like I'd rather wake up and have toast and coffee and then dinner we always have. Yeah. So it's like lunch is the one that I'm always like too busy, find an excuse, we'll bypass it, not hungry, you know? So I think if I start getting into that habit of having a shake Mm -hmm. because my body needs more protein. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and it'll just make you feel good. I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast, but recently I've been trying to develop a mindset of, like, eating things that just make you feel good. Mm. Did I talk about yes. this? Yeah. So I'm like— I think it started with the whole Montauk thing. Like, we just ate good, pure, healthy— yes. uh, You know, like, we picked out, but yet I felt great. No, we—yeah, because we ate from, like, like fresh restaurants. Right. It wasn't, like, frozen shit coming out of the back with right. chemicals and fucking preservatives right. in it. It was, like— good quality food and that's what i've been trying to do like just wholesome like broccoli potatoes you know like fruit you know like wholesome food that makes me feel good yeah that's what i've been trying to do at least but i don't but i've just been like stressed my body is stressed i don't know what's going on i just feel so off so i'm trying to get myself back (gasps) my god (gasps) my chest maybe it's it, it is the fruit um, I've been trying to get, like, my, my train is off her tracks right now. So I'm trying to reel her back in. But you know it is. And that's half the battle. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, like, I know I'm going to get back on track. Mm-hmm. I just need, I need a few days to get there. And you have to take it. I have to, what? And take it. You have to yeah. take it. Yeah. Well, I, I need to slowly, like, get things off my mind. Like, today I have some things I need to get done. So I'm just going to, like, chill, get them done. Like, I feel better when I get things off of my to-do list. Mm-hmm. I just feel like... I mean, I guess this is life as an adult. Like, it's never like, when am I going to have just like a chill week that I do nothing? It's like, you never do. You never There's do. always something. Like, I have my dad's birthday coming up, you know, like, there's just always something coming up. Always. Always. Which is fine, because life would be boring without any sort of, not struggle, but like, things in your life. Like, life would be just be fucking boring if it didn't throw things at you. So, like, I get it. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, damn, as an adult, it's like, there's no, it's never going to be like, all right, I'm going to chill after this, after this, after that, after this. It's like, you're never going to get there. So just chill when you can. And then, yes, while I 100% wholeheartedly agree with you, there comes a time where you, you're going to have to say, you know what? The vacuuming can wait. Mm-hmm. The this can wait because your mental health has to come first. And when you're yeah. stressing and you're always trying to make sure everything's done 100% all the time, it does. Yeah. It takes a toll. So there there comes a time where you're just like, you know what? Either ask somebody for help or it'll yeah. be there tomorrow. Like that mentality yeah. used to be very hard for me to do. And then once I had kids, it all changed because I realized I can't do it all all no, the time. You can't. Like I did for so many years, for so many years. And you're stressed. Was, and then it was just like, it wasn't as enjoyable. Yeah. You know, so sometimes it's best to slow down and smell the roses type yeah. mentality, you know? Totally. It'll be there mm-hmm. tomorrow. Yeah, I think I just need to get over a hump today. Yeah. And then allow it. Start a little fresh tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. For sure. I've just been go, 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 go. Yep. Which, which I love. I do love being busy. It's just a lot. Like, And I'm going to the gym. I think I worked out seven days last week between Cousin and Aaliyah went and played tennis on my day off. Mm. That's a lie because I went to the graduation party and Six Flags and I did not work out those days. Six Flags, though, I walked around a fuck ton. I burned like 800 calories just walking around. Wow. That's like how much I burn in cycling. That's crazy. I know. You walk so much in those theme parks. It's kind of nice. Anyways, okay. <laughs> Advice. <laughs> Listen to the last episode, fucking eight minutes in. 
no, but listen, you have to get a, people want to hear this. People want to hear that Real they're life. not alone yeah. in their feelings, yeah. struggles, or, or yeah. little bumps in the road. That's what life is, and mm-hmm. that's what we talk about. And that's, I think, why people love us, because we're we're real, and we express how we're feeling, the good, the bad, the uglies, you know, and the shit that we're going through. It's yeah. real life, and, you know, I mean, we're behind a mac- microphone, but we share a lot with you guys, mm-hmm. a lot of intimate things. It's, to me, it's a lot easier than because we're not face-to-face with them, and I think it's always easier to talk when you're not face-to-face just with somebody. Just us in a room, and so that's it. So it's just us in a room, and, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of forget this is going sometimes. All, uh, every time. <laughs> I always forget. So. And then it's like, shit, wow, I really, I, I tell a lot. Like, even editing, I'm like, why did I go off on that spiel? And it's mm-hmm. like, well, I mean, and I do tend to cut some of my rambles out because it's like, what the fuck am I rambling on about? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I do forget that this is rolling, and, yeah. you know, we do. We just start talking and that's who we are we just want to be relatable yeah yep yep okay okay (laughs) moving out advice moving out advice okay hi ladies hi i've written in before about my boyfriend and i sorry if this is long but i don't want to leave out any details we've been dating for two years now we're both 21 turning 22 in september he's in college in vermont and i'm at home in massachusetts going to a college close by so we have been lo- doing long distance our entire relationship besides the summers. Wow. Okay. He is going an extra year to be able to get his master's degree in biomedical engineering. Therefore, I'm going to graduate a year before him. He mentioned the idea of me moving there after I graduate to live with him for a year, and my immediate reaction was absolutely not. I felt like I was not ready, like I could just miss out on opportunities if I didn't jump at jobs right after college. Currently, I just got promoted and I work as a bookkeeper in a law firm in Boston. So I'm doing okay with money and we just moved all of his stuff into his new apartment. And it really got me thinking that maybe this would be a good opportunity to get out of my hometown for a little bit and start life with the boy that I think I will marry. What do you guys think? What do you ladies think? I graduate next year, and I really want to start my own life with him, but I will be risking my career by leaving Boston for a year. Or will I be risking my career? Also, I know my mom doesn't agree with me with it because she doesn't think I'm an emotionally I would be okay moving so far away from home. How do I talk to her without making her upset? I know it sounds crazy, but getting a job in Vermont for only a year and then job hunting again when I get home is intimidating. Help. I love him and he seems ready and it seems exciting, but I've never moved out before and have definitely never lived with a boyfriend or saw it in the very near future. Love you guys. I attached a few pictures for you too. Hmm. I would go for it. (laughs) And also, maybe you find a job in Vermont and then you stay longer than a year. Maybe you don't have to go back to Boston and find another job again. Because you said you're worried about going there, finding a job, and then having to go back to Boston in a year to find a job. Like, what if you end up staying and live with him for the rest of your life? Yeah. Sorry if that scares you. That might scare her. No, I think um, I think my gut reaction would have been the same as yours. Like, because you only live once, why not? Worst comes to worst. You go there, you hate it, you have to come home. She thinks she's going to marry him, so... Um, that would be a great way to test out your relationship. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you yeah. can always come home. I mean, Vermont to Massachusetts is not a huge mm. trek, you know? And I say, I think you should go for it. Um, Live together you, for I a mean, little bit. You're leaving your, your job right now, but is that a career that you want to be in? Is that what you're... Is that where you see your life as a bookkeeper at a law firm? That would be, if it is, that to me is a little hard because, hard because you did just get that position and it's yeah. like, 
if that's where you want to be in life, I understand your struggle. But if that's just a job and not necessarily your career path, I definitely would try doing the Vermont thing. Mm. There's no harm. And you know what? Mom's saying she don't think you're emotionally ready to be so far away. You can always come home on weekends. It's yeah. not that far. Yeah. And worst case scenario, you move back home. Yeah. At least you try it. You're not going to live with the regret of, hmm, I think I should have. Mm-hmm. You know, should have, would have, yeah, could have, but you didn't. And maybe this will give you hindsight of like, if you want to be with this man for the rest of your life, actually. Because you said, I think I'm going to marry him. So mm-hmm. like, let this be, like Jerry said, like, let this be a little test. You guys should live together for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And see how you like living together is a whole different ball game. A whole different ball. All game. different ball games. You're gonna learn each other's annoying habits and dumb things that you don't like about each other. You're gonna be up each other's ass in an apartment. That'll really test your relationship. I think it's good for couples to do that I before you agree. go jump into like I don't know buying a house, getting engaged, getting married, and then you live together and you're like, fuck, oh my god, I can't. Right? Yeah. So I I say go for it. I know it could be scary, but I know you probably love your mom, of course, but like. You got to do what makes you happy and like you can go visit her and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so don't worry about making her upset. All moms are going to be upset when their kids move away from home. So like you got You have to flourish and turn into a butterfly at some point. Absolutely. Um, I say go for it. Me too. Go Yay. for it. Woo. <laughs> Advice, please. Hi, listen, Jerry. I love you guys so much. This podcast is really the only one I keep up with. I feel like I'm on the phone with my family, like listening in on a call or something. (laughs) Anyways, uh, it's actually funny because I wrote an email to you guys back in September, but it never sent because my email storage was full. The email was basically asking if I should keep working as a nanny, even though my boss was $2,000 in debt with me, or should I take a job at a bougie daycare? The only reason I was conflicted is because I love the girls that I nannied for. I ended up taking the job at the daycare, now June, and I have worked there since September. I'm 21, and I'm going to school to be an uh, occasional therapist, maybe occupational. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, an occasional therapist. <laughs> I pretty much have two years ahead of me. Right now, at my job, I am an office assistant, and I do paperwork, talk to parents, and stuff like that. I love what I do right now at... I love what I do right now. As of now, I am only part-time because I go to school full-time. So now the reason I'm writing in, recently one of my bosses, who I'm super close with, told me that she thinks one of the assistant directors might quit, in which case she would take the assistant director position and her position would be open as head over all the teachers. She She told me that she will be recommending me. She explained that she feels I'm the only person she believes will be able to do her job as I basically do it all now. So now I have to decide if I want to decline and continue going to school or do school slowly and take this position. I am torn. The position is really the only one I'd be interested in making my career. I know I can do the job, but there are definitely some pros and cons. The major one is I'm literally the youngest one there. I'm 21. All the teachers are at least one year older than me. I feel like this can cause some respect issues if I'm their boss. Pros are I would make thirty five to 45000 a year at 21, which is pretty cool. Or I can go to school for two more years and make sixty to eighty as an occasional therapist. I have so many thoughts, but these are just some. Advice, please. Ah. Personally, wait, but she can take the position and still do school. Just It would take her longer than two years. 
Which is exactly what I was going to say. That's you what said I think do you should that? do. I would do that. Personally, really? I would do that. Mm. Because I'd be making more money now. And, and sure, then school more would take, future. And then school would take a little bit longer, but A, it would get me experience. You wouldn't and, be in as much debt because you're making money. Right. <laughs> exactly. And it would give you um, time to really focus because sometimes people are like, hey, I want to do X, Y, and Z as a career. And then they go to the schooling for, for it and then halfway through schooling realize I'm changing my major because that's not where I see myself. So I think having a job, a full-time job that you're making decent money is a really good place to be. And then sure, school might take shorter. Like you'll go switch it. Go part-time school, full-time working, I think is a smart thing. Mm. In I my would opinion. like to know, in, for my decision, I would want to know how much longer she would have to be in school. Are these the two girls you used to nanny for? I'm sorry, I'm distracted. I see, okay. I see pictures. I see a cat. Oh, so cute. Um... Like, how much longer, if she does school slower, like, how much longer? Like, if it would be, like, another year, then that's fine to me. Mm-hmm. If it would be, like, another three years, then I wouldn't. I would stay in school for the two, get my job Just and move on. buckle up, yeah. do it harder, and get yeah. it done. Um, yeah. So I think that depends on my answer. So if you, if, you're, if it's just going to extend school, like, a year, year and a half, I would go for it. Mm-hmm. If it's going to extend school, like, more than two and a half years, I don't think that that's worth it then, in my opinion. Um, I'd rather sit in school, although you're also going to be making a lot of money so that you can pay off your school debt. Um, the other thing that you were worried about, which I wouldn't be worried about is that you're 21 and all the teachers are one year older than you. It's not that much of a difference. (laughs) First of all, second of all, like if they don't respect you, then that's on them. That just shows their character. Yeah. I mean, when I started working retail, every manager there was younger than you. Younger than they were like my kids' age. And I respected them as my bosses. It doesn't matter the age. It does, yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter the age. I understand at your age, you think it matters, but I'm letting you know, like, oh, well, they're also a year younger. I mean, a year older, so they may, but I doubt it. I don't think it would be an issue. No. You know, and especially if a teacher's recommending you for that position, if she knows that you're capable of doing it. I don't see why, you know. Mm. And as long as you don't come across, like, you're somebody's boss. But being a boss and being a leader are two... There's there's ways to be a boss, you know. Be a leader, show direction, everything else like that. Or be, like, a condescending, micromanaging kind of person. So as long as you're not going to be that type of person, I don't think it matters how old you are, Mm -hmm. you know. Some of the greatest bosses I ever had were um, leaders, Mm-hmm. Not bossers, you know, not like bossy kind of people, right? You know, they and respect, that's how I try to be. Respect you. Yeah, that's how I try to be. I try to guide people and not reprimand them if they do something wrong. Rather, show them how to do it right. You know. Mm-hmm. So I think as long as you don't let the position, the the title of the position, get to your head, yeah, and you treat them with respect, I think they'll then treat age you with doesn't this, matter. Yeah, exactly. It really doesn't. Depends on how mature you are, because you could be forty-five and immature. You could be twelve and really mature. Very mature, exactly. So, like it just doesn't. I don't think age really matters. I think it just depends on the specific person. Mm-hmm. Also, um, I mean, I don't know if this already happened. If it was happening tomorrow and we're too late, but she's just recommending you. So I would see where it takes you. You know, like you don't actually have the offer yet. So. Let it be, and whatever's meant to be will, will be, you know? Mm-hmm. So I want an update on this. So I want to know what you end up doing. Yes. I'm interested. Interested um, or are we nosy? 
<laughs> a little bit uh, of both. A little bit of both. I'm nosy. I want to know. I don't know what I would do, to be honest. It's tough. I think I think I have to agree with you. I think my gut would be take the job, make the money, mainly because then you can pay off school. Because being in debt for school would be not fun. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, maybe take the position, extend school a little bit so that you can make good money at 21. Yeah. Let us know. Sorry, we don't have, like, a for sure, for sure answer. Okay. Advice on toxic friendships. Happy fucking Thursday, ladies. Actually, it's Thursday when we're recording this. Wow, happy fucking Thursday. (laughs) What's poppin'? I'm writing to ask for some advice on toxic friendships. I currently have a best friend of 13 years, and I've been struggling lately as I feel like the friendship has been extremely toxic. I find my best friend doesn't listen to anything that I say in any situation, sad or exciting. She often turns every situation into something about her or something that she has completed in life, and it's getting it's really getting on my nerves. I feel as though I cannot talk to her about anything as she never listens to me. She always wants my attention or clarification in almost any situation that she faces, which is okay because that's what a best friend is for, right? Mm -hmm. Anyways, she has been obsessed over this one guy that she has liked since the end of high school. On multiple occasions, he has told her that he is not interested in a relationship with her. Might I just add that they were never friends and didn't know each other at all, but she was obsessed with the idea of him and could not get over him. How do I support her in a situation she is struggling with the idea of rejection? Can I just add that he wants absolutely nothing to do with her? This situation she is struggling in with in regards to this guy has taken over our friendship. We never talk about anything other than him everywhere we go it's always about him the what if etc etc i feel as though the friendship is slowly fading as i am so over the same boring conversations about this guy that she has been obsessed with for around three years now oh my god and he has made it extremely clear that he wants nothing to do with her everything that she posts on instagram is directed towards him photos stories etc i think y'all get the drift it's been a It has been an extremely toxic trait within her, and I think it's affecting our friendship. I've tried to tell her how it's affecting me, and I feel as though I cannot talk to her about anything. For example, I had an extremely bad situation happen to my family last year, and she wasn't there for me. Never asked how I was doing or if I needed to talk. I made—this made me feel very upset and like she didn't care anymore. Conversations always revert back to the same guy over and over again. Sorry for the essay. I look forward to hearing your opinion or advice on the podcast. The podcast is honestly the best, and I look forward to hearing the episodes every week. I love you. Uh, she sounds terrible. I would ditch this girl <laughs> so fast. Yeah. I mean, he has made it. I mean, and you said this several times in the email. He has made it abundantly clear that he has n- no interest in her whatsoever. Mm. Why is she still so obsessed? Mm. Why does she fantasize with this guy with the like the what ifs and the future and all the shit when he wants nothing to do with her? She needs a fucking reality check. And... Listen, I used to be so bad. I definitely think I've gotten better with anytime somebody brings up a conversation or have a conversation, I'll talk my part into the conversation. But I think it's just a relatable thing. So to have a relatable where you'll start something and then it turns into her telling her side, it's like uh, I'm kind of guilty. I do that. But, but that's how conversations work, though. But to revert every single conversation yeah. somehow back to him, girl— she needs a wake-up call. And I don't know if you ending this friend- friendship or talking to her about ending this relationship, if she... I, You said you've spoken to her, but she needs to understand that what she's doing is just 
it's ridiculous. He like, doesn't even want her at all. He that's what I'm saying. Like, she has no clue. Like, if you've been told, and if you know that somebody, for three years that you've been fucking, like... Three years is a long time to be obsessed with somebody that doesn't clear, want made you. it clear that they don't want you. I, that, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. I feel sorry for you because it is a long friendship to like kind of let go of, but she's right now in her own world and she needs a reality check. So that sucks. I mean, easy for me to say I would just end a friendship, but I think honestly, I would be like, yo, we need to talk. Come to lunch mm-hmm. with me. And I would really say, listen, you're obsessed with him. Even if you said it before, have like a one last thing every time, like tell her, listen, I went through some major shit last year. You weren't there for me. You didn't call and see where I was or text. Mm-hmm. All you're ever doing is talking about him and mm-hmm. he doesn't even want you. You need to open your eyes. Mm-hmm. I can't go through a relation, a friendship with you when all you do is talk about him and like I don't exist. Mm-hmm. I don't want that and I don't need that. And then see if that's an eye-opening enough conversation for her to go, wow, I'm a dick. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, maybe she is. You know, maybe she will. And if not, then I would just cut ties. I think also it seems like she obviously wants to keep this friendship. They've been friends for 13 years. Like, it would hurt her to let it go, right? So I want to maybe say this in a way of maybe you to see her in a better light. In my opinion, I don't think that she's a toxic— I don't think this is a toxic friendship. I think she's just right now being a bad friend. I think that she's just not paying attention. I think a toxic friendship is, like, being rude or being purposely hurtful, you know, and, like— being toxic i think that right now she just is like so obsessed with this guy talking about him all the time being a bad friend her mind is consumed with other things she's just not being a good friend to you so maybe if you look at it in that light it can be like maybe she's just going through a rough patch right now like like jerry said sit her down and talk with her but i think maybe if you get the idea out of your head it can be a little easier to forgive and move on that she's a toxic friend i don't think that she's a toxic person i mean maybe you went through more with her that we don't know about and you didn't write in here but I think that she's just not being a good friend to you. And that would be it would be a reason to let somebody go, mm-hmm. for sure, if they're just not being a good friend. Because um, it works both ways. Yeah. Like, you're always there for her. You hear her out. Yeah. And then when you need her, she's not there. So mm-hmm. label it toxic or bad or however. It's You deserve a any good sort of any sort of relationships. I always say this, like parent, sibling, uh, boyfriend, husband, wife, whatever it may be, every relationship works both both ways Mm. you have to have a two-way street there has to be you do for me i do for you there's got to be commitment there's got to be um um what's that word lee ellis fuck you're so proud of yourself i was so proud of myself (laughs) um compromise Mm. i said commitment but well commitment too it takes commitment and it takes compromise and if there's no wiggle room on her compromising then you know bad friend or toxic i think just end it but Mm -hmm. i definitely think she's like a like hello wake up he has no interest in you you're obsessing over somebody who doesn't don't sit her make her maybe sorry just thought of this why is she so obsessed with somebody who doesn't want her like she needs to understand that she's worthy of somebody who wants her you know like if you put it that way put it in a better light in your head yeah I, i i don't know definitely have a conversation because it does, like Liz said, it does seem like you want to hold on to this friendship, and I don't blame you. Yeah. But you want something out of your friendship, not just be a giver. You want to receive also. And, and you talk about the same thing over uh, and over again. Especially since he's made it abundantly clear he doesn't have an interest in her. What is she going to do? Like, yeah. hope for the year that maybe one day he is? Right. Why? 
I don't know. That would be exhausting to every Agreed. day always hear about the same fucking thing. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay. Urgent. Seeing my best friend for the first time after telling him I like him. What's poppin' to listen, Jerry? Let's get into it. So about four years ago, I started working with this guy named Brandon. At work, I had two best friends. K and C, we'll call them. And the three of us met Brandon, thought he was cool, and then we all started hanging out. I instantly thought Brandon was attractive, and I had a crush on him. The four of us became really close, like hanging out every day, and me and Brandon even hung out alone. A lot. When we were alone, it was so chill. We got along really well, always had something to talk about, and there was no awkward silences. But when we hung out in a group, but when we hang out in a group with the other two friends, I swear the sexual tension between the two of us was ridiculous. <laughs> like we were like we bickered and argued in a way that an old married couple argues. Mm-hmm. Even like his best girlfriend Kay said, Yeah, it's sometimes like you guys are flirting all the time. So fast forward two years and Brandon graduates from college and he moves about four hours away. This is the la- this was last year, so 2020 during COVID. I was still very much into him and thought, fuck it, I'm just going to tell him how I feel. So I messaged him basically just being like, I like you and I've liked you the entire time we've been friends. And his response was, I had no idea that you liked me. I liked you too when we first met, but then we became good friends. And he said he didn't want to mess up our friend group. He also said that maybe it was just all bad timing. But that's literally all he said. I mean, I wasn't expecting him to be like, oh, you like me? Let's be boyfriend, girlfriend. But like I didn't... But like I kind of expected him to tell me that he stay, he still maybe liked me right now or if he's not into me right now. But either way, I got nothing. The conversation just went on on how are you doing, how you been, basic, you know. And then we didn't talk for a few months. Until I went on vacation last week and I posted this really cute picture of me on my Snapchat story. And the sticker on it said, so hot. So he slid up and... He slid up on it, messaged me, and was like, indeed, with heart emojis. So I'm like, oh, my God, does he like me? So then I responded. But then, but then again, the conversation goes to basic catching up, which is fine because we talked for a few days. Like every couple of hours, we were messaging back and forth. We were talking. When we were talking, he brought up that he was going to be in town this Friday, the second, just for one night before he goes on vacation. He said he'd like to hang up. He said he'd like to hang out, and I said, of course, and invited him over to my place. Here's where I need your advice. I really like him, and I don't want to mess this up, but I don't. <laughs> but I just don't know where his head is. I don't know if he thinks we're just going to hang out as friends, or maybe there's going to be something more. I'm really shy, and I need to make the first move. I need him to make the first move. I'm super nervous and excited. I don't want to get my hopes up and be disappointed. This is so long enough. Okay, love you. Bye, Alyssa. What? We missed it. Missed what? We missed it. He already came and went. Oh. So, what happened? Did you get it? (laughs) Did you get it, get it? We want to know. I'm a nosy bitch. I need to know what happened when he came up on that Friday. In our defense, this was before we started the, if you have an urgent email, put it in the thing and go through them. Meanwhile, she did say she did say she urgent. Did put it in the so you you were pre us saying it. You did the right thing, Sorry, and we girl. just didn't. We fucked up. Sorry. But can you tell me what happened? Yeah, I want to know. I think they got it in. 
I think they got an into sexual tension. You're hanging out just the two of you. I hope you did. Okay, can I express something to you? Or at like, least a little smooth. When that happened, when I was reading that, I'm like, they're so fucking definitely both all into each other. Because when you act like that in public, it's a lot easier to do it when friends are around because you know you can't act on it right that second. Yeah. But then when you're alone, you're like, oh, oh god, god. Yeah, exactly. I think that's so natural. I think you guys were very into each other both at that time. And his like, oh, I don't know. We're friends. I liked you two at that time, but now we've become whatever. <laughs> You're hot emojis, indeed. Yeah, he wants it. Did he get it? Come on, I want to know. Is he a boyfriend? Did you guys? Did you guys do anything? I mean, not. I don't need to know details, but I want to know how this turned out. <laughs> I want to know details. Did you guys do like a friendly high high, or was mm-hmm. it like a a little more? Mm, shall we say like intimate? I want to know. Romantic. I want to know. Okay. Tell us. Um, I think I need therapy. Help. What's poppin', listen, Jerry? Alyssa, I found your channel around a year ago, and I watch every single video that you upload. Oh, you are so inspiring, and you are my comfort YouTuber when things get hard. <laughs> I'm your comfort YouTuber. I love that. That's so cute. <laughs> Jerry, I love you so much, girl. You are so brave, and I love hearing what you have to say on the podcast. I've been listening to the podcast since it came out, and I am still obsessed also, if Jerry is reading this, I think I figured out the bold text. Let me know. Okay, mm-hmm. let's get to the advice. Okay. Actually, I'm not reading it because I couldn't. It runs off my screen and I don't know how to fix it. So Alyssa's Otherwise doing she this. would have. But thank you. And okay. I love you too. Um, I feel like I've been stuck in a rut lately. Everything feels the same and I hate it. And normally, I feel so consumed in my head with thoughts and worries and I just can't get rid of it. Sometimes when I'm around my family, the thoughts and worries fade. But then when I'm by myself again, they just all come rushing back in. And it's so weird because I don't know where this is coming from. I have an amazing life. I live in a beautiful home in the country with pets. I have a mom, a dad, a sister, and a lot of outside family that loves me. My thoughts are usually all about the upcoming surgeries that I have to get because of my birth defect, cleftlet, and palate. I have to get my wisdom teeth out in a few months, jaw surgery next year, a bone graft at the year after that, a tooth implant in a year after that, and I plan on getting my nose touched up again lastly. I also worry about friends. I really struggle with keeping friends. I just have end up, I, sorry, I just always end up with the ones that are the meanest somehow. Maybe I have trust issues. I don't know. I just need help. I used to be able to tell my mom everything, but I just feel like I know, I just don't know where I would start. Is it possible to have a therapist to just get feelings out to? That's what a therapist is Mm -hmm. for. I don't know much about it, but if you have any information, I'd greatly appreciate it. How do I tell my parents I want to try it without them thinking I'm overreacting or self-diagnosing myself with something? I just went to the doctors. It was just me and my doctor in the room, and I should have said something to her, but I was nervous. And honestly, these thoughts weren't as bad as when I was there. They really just started coming on strong about four days ago. I pray every night that this feeling goes away and I wake up the next morning feeling slumped again. Anything will help. Love you ladies and thanks for all you do. I inserted some pictures of myself and my pets. Okay. Sorry, looking at pictures. We love pictures. That looks like a um, St. Bernard dog. Oh, I'm looking at a goat. Oh. I think I'm looking at a goat. It looks like a goat. <laughs> um. Okay. Oh, it does look like a St. Bernard. Aww. Here's here's what I'm thinking about you. Because you said, I don't understand why I have this, 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 and that. But you're also struggling, on the other hand, with a lot of things. Which is so human and normal to have so so many good things in life. But also, if you're just worried about that one thing, it's going to overtake all of those positive things in your life. And the key thing that I think she said... 
is when I'm with my family, everything is great. And then when I'm alone, it, the feelings come rushing back. Sure. That's human. you're alone. Yeah. You get distracted. You have time to when think. Fa- exactly. You have time to think. When you're with your family, you're doing family things, you're laughing, you're enjoying company, everything else. When you go back to your room or back to yourself, you only have your thoughts. Mm-hmm. My My thing is... Definitely go to your parents and say, or your mom, and go, hey, mom, listen, I'm really struggling. I have all these surgeries. I have a lot of anxiety about. I really just want to, you know, go see a therapist mm-hmm. and get my feelings out. Um, There's nothing the, wrong with that. The biggest thing is you have to understand that your feelings are valid. You know, like right. everybody's feelings, whatever they're feeling. Mm-hmm. We may not agree. We might seem like it's something simple. Every, however one person is feeling, their feelings are valid. For whatever reason they're feeling it, you have to allow yourself to feel it. So if you're feeling anxious, you're allowed to. Accept, allow yourself to feel those feelings. It you sounds know? like half of her battle is worrying that she's worried. That's why. You have so to allow yourself to feel those feelings. You are going through so much and be like, it's okay that I feel down and anxiety because I should. If you didn't, that would be... Kind of crazy because you're going through so much, so many surgeries and things like that. It's like if you weren't anxious about it, that'd be kind of weird, you know? Like, so just be like, oh, it's okay that I'm anxious because I'm going through so much. Right. That's okay. And and then also accept the fact that when you're with your family and your parents and everything is going on, your mind is distracted. Mm -hmm. So you're allowing yourself that freedom when you're around them to have your mind distracted. You could also do that when you're alone, you know, whether it be... But don't not validate your feelings. Allow yourself to feel those feels, but then don't get sucked into them. Don't just sit there and and, and allow yourself to focus every minute of every day on on the surgeries and and the future and all this. Allow yourself to feel your feels, Mm -hmm. think out your thoughts, but then distract yourself. Yeah. A hobby, a TV show, music. And it's, it's not even more so distracting. It's kind of just like doing what you enjoy that makes you happy. You mm-hmm. should be doing those things that makes you not think about the bad things. Mm-hmm. You know, like you should be doing the things that make you excited and happy about life. And also, I don't think that going to therapy is such a normal thing and everybody should go to therapy at some point in their life. Like it's, you're not overreacting or self-diagnosing yourself with anything. It's just to literally just to get out your feelings Mm -hmm. and talk to somebody that doesn't know you is unbiased, you know, like, and I think your parents will understand that. Like, Hey, listen, like mom and dad, I'm just going through a lot right now. I would love to like go talk to somebody Mm -hmm. like that would make me feel better. Mm -hmm. And I think your parents will totally understand if they say, for example, for example, say, well, you know, we're always here for you. I don't want to burden you with all my thoughts. No. You know, that, that's it. I would well, really not even burden. You want professional help Yeah, at the end of the day. It's like somebody to give you professional advice, you mm-hmm. know? Like going to friends and family, yes, is great. But sometimes a therapist can, it's like getting into the roots of a plant, you know, instead of chopping off the top of it. Mm-hmm. Like they, they'll help you in a professional way. Yeah. And it, and a, unbiased way of like if you want to hold back details from mom and dad you're not gonna get that full help that you need mm-hmm. you could be really open and honest with the therapist they're legally not allowed to say anything that you say unless you're doing self-harm harm, harming somebody else so you can tell them anything and it won't leave the room btw i think you're gorgeous you have the yeah. be- be- most beautiful fucking eyes and a, and a smile ear to ear look at you like i understand about the personal about your struggles about the internal you know, getting things done in the surgeries that you're That's facing, scary. but you're, you, I think you're a warrior. Okay, what about friends? Overrated. 
<laughs> I think a lot of them are overrated. Um, but I think, honestly, going to therapy um, will help you gain who you are mm-hmm. and maybe not settle for less. Because yeah. if you're, you know, anxious about the all the surgery, surgeries and stuff like that, you may be, I don't know, and I hate that I'm saying this, but I, I'm just assuming that if you're going into all this, you might be a negative mindset, B, not feeling the most confident in yourself. And if you're attracting people that are that way, you don't need those kind of people in your life. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You need people who are going to up, uplift and who you'll feel better around, mm-hmm. not who you'll feel worse around. Mm-hmm. So if you're f- attracting certain kinds of people, it's because your mindset is there, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe going to the therapy will allow yourself to attract a different kind of people and trust your gut. If you think somebody's an ass, then get rid of them before they can mm-hmm. prove to you that they're an ass, mm-hmm. you know? You're also from the photos very young. So don't worry. <laughs> they will come and go. You're going to go through a lot more. Um, and you'll make more as you get older, as you find new hobbies, you know, like, um, I saw a TikTok that was like, you know, having trouble making friends, whatever, as an adult. And it's like, because when you're a kid, you go to school every day with the same people. When you have a job, you go to work every day with the same people. That's how you make friends when you see the same people over and over again. So as you get older, you'll find things that you go to over and over again, whether it's a Friday night bowling or going to the gym every day and you see the same people, you'll That's start you to make start. friends. You mm-hmm. make one, they introduce you to their friend, you introduce that one. Like you need to go to, like the guy was saying, like, repetitive places say see the same people that's Mm -hmm. how people make friends at work people make friends at school that's Mm -hmm. where people make majority of people make their friends at a place that they go to often Mm -hmm. so as you get older and you find yourself and find things that you enjoy doing like i'm making friends at the gym you know like because i go there all the time and Mm -hmm. i see people there all the time it's like repetitive behavior so i think you'll be fine um allow yourself to feel give yourself time and space and don't rush anything, don't force anything, and just let life live. Enjoy time with your family, to keep doing things that make you feel good, hang out with your dog. Mm-hmm. Like, if you feel, like, sad being alone, then, like, that's normal. Then try not to be alone, mm-hmm. you know? Like, try to surround yourself with things that make you happy. There's nothing wrong with that. It's, I don't think it's, like, you know, like, throwing your shit to the side. Like, go to therapy and do things that you enjoy. I don't think you have to spend all the time alone, you know? I mean— being okay with yourself alone is a good trait to have. Right. You should feel that way. But as you're healing in this process, keep doing things that make you happy. Because you're going through a lot. 100%. Mic drop. <laughs> Need advice. Hi, ladies. Let me start off by saying I love your podcast. Keep up the good work. I wanted to get some advice from you. My husband and I found out that we were expecting back in March, and we were so excited. We told our parents immediately. My mother-in-law asked me right away if if she could tell people, so I told her it was okay to tell a couple of her close friends, but we were trying to wait until we had our 11-week ultrasound to tell a lot of the family. As the weeks went on, she kept asking if she could tell more people, and I reiterated that we wanted to... Um, wait and didn't feel comfortable telling too many people as uh, so soon. I chalked it up to just being so excited and I can't blame her for what she's going 
I can't blame her as this is going to be her first grandchild. A few days before our first appointment, we went with we went to a family get together with my husband's family, and both my mother in law and my husband's grandmother came up to me and asked me separately if they could announce it at the party. I politely declined and reminded them again that we wanted to wait. We went to our first ultrasound at the beginning of June, and we received some bad news that I had miscarried. That I had miss. She probably just meant miscarried. Yeah, that I miscarried. The baby had died at around six weeks, but my body did not properly miscarry. Oh, it missed miscarry. Oh. oh. Wait, what? Oh, wait. Okay, keep going. So she miscarried. Okay, sorry. Um, we were forced to make a decision of how we wanted to proceed. We were so heartbroken we could barely form a sentence that night. We had to call our parents and let them know, which we knew was going to be so difficult to utter those words. We called my mother-in-law, and she had no emotion. And the first thing out of her mouth was, well, I help with the next one. You don't do anything differently and make sure to let us know right away. I was so hurt. In our darkest moment, all she could think about was whether or not she could know right away next time. I've been very depressed and have needed my time to be alone. My mother-in-law invited us over for a cookout, and my husband let her know that we'd have to see how we were feeling because it's hard to be around a lot of people right now. And instead of respecting that, she kept saying she really hoped that we would be there. I know she means well, but I feel like she is not respecting my feelings or my boundaries, and I hold some resentment against her for being so pushy during my pregnancy and then not understanding how heartbroken we were afterwards. Should I be upset or should I just let this go? Thank you, ladies. Holy shit. Um, of course you fucking be upset. This could have gone on a mother-in-law episode. She crazy. For fucking, like, don't tell. This is why so many people don't tell Keep people. Keep it a secret. Until. Because people can't keep their mouth shut. And Can I announce it? It's yeah, my pregnancy. You're fucking Fuck announce off. it. Now, what are you going to do? Go announce to everybody that we lost the baby? I mean, now look at you. You know, like. This is why people wait. Even moms. Like, you just don't say anything. Yeah, even the, you like, just you and your partner. That's it. You wait. Make sure the baby is healthy because that is even more. That makes such a heartbreaking it's moment even more heartbreaking. Worse. That's yeah. that's that's what she's going through right now. Yeah. If her mother-in-law would have not went and told everybody, it would have been. I don't want to say easier because this isn't easy, but it would have been, I think, less traumatic for you because now you have to face people who know because your mother-in-law had to open her mouth and go tell. Wait, you know? did she? Yeah. She, I mean, uh, not that she made the announcement, but she did go tell people. And then she's like, can I tell more people? And she was like, I asked her, like, wait until after. But she still told people. But, like, A, that's not your position. And I can understand. Like she said, she— you who Your wrote the first letter, grandchild. She seems to be very understanding and compassionate, and I applaud you for that because I think my emotions would be all over that, and I wouldn't have been so nice saying like I understand. Yeah. I think she has my best interest in heart, you know, and she's doing it because she, you know, her first grandchild. She's excited, but she needs to definitely respect your boundaries and your wishes. Yeah. You it's know? her first grandchild, but it's also not her child and not her choice, right? To announce things, right? Especially That's when she said, "Please, just don't tell anybody else." She and confided in her and trusted her. No, that's that shitty. That's like shitty of her. And I'm sorry for everything that you and your husband are going through. That's yeah. horrible. And it's and not your fault for going and telling her early either. Like you get excited. Like I'm sure when Zane and I figure out that we're pregnant one day, I'm going to want to run and tell everybody. But right. I'm going to I'm going to wait. Right. You have to. Because that's so hard. That would be hard. So sorry. Yeah. 
So sorry. So in my opinion, um, should you be upset? Yeah, I think you should. Do I think that in time? I think she owes you an apology. I, I think her saying things like, you know. Um, I don't understand that sentence that she said. Well, I hope with the next one you don't do anything differently and make sure to let us know right away. So she was saying, like, she did the right thing, like, like still tell us. No, but that's your decision if you want to say something. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, I think it would be more traumatic. I'd be if like, I, I am going to do it differently because this is really hard. I think it, that's what I'm saying. I think it's more traumatic to have to go now tell everybody. Yeah. You know, if it was just you and your husband who knew, it would be something that you and your husband can mourn in private. Yeah. Now you have to go and tell everybody who knows. I think that's mm-hmm. just... Or verse, verse... Sorry, I'm so sorry no, to no, cut no. you off. Verse telling your mom, like, listen, we just, like, miscarried. It was really sad. Verse her getting excited. Oh, my God, you're pregnant. Yay! Just kidding. I miscarried. Like... Those two things versus each other is so much more difficult to have your parents get so excited right. and then have to tell them that versus like, yeah, we, we just had a miscarriage. Like it was really sad. Then she can just be sad with you mm-hmm. versus like her getting excited and then having to let somebody else down. Even though you're so let down yourself, now you have to let other people down and get like two. Mm-hmm. That's shitty. That is. That's Sucks. what I'm saying. It's so hard. So in my... It, it, Going off of what she said, I don't think that she should have went around telling people until... I mean, you made it clear you wanted to wait until after the ultrasound. So the fact that she didn't respect your wishes is pretty shitty of her. And I think maybe you can use this as an example and say, you know, like... Because you can't hold resentment. I mean, you can, but what would be the purpose, you know? Like, I think in your heart you knew she had good intentions. Um, I think you can use this... After you heal a little bit, I think you need to just say, hey, listen, like after everything we went through, I just, I I wish you would have just, it would have been easier if you respected the boundaries of Mm -hmm. initially not going and telling anybody, you know? Or even inviting her to a cookout. Yeah. And I understand maybe she's wanting to distract her. Right. Like, oh, I hope I see you guys there. Yeah, and then leave it at that. And then I understand why you're not coming. Like, mm-hmm. she should fill it in with the, I would love to see you, yeah. but I understand if you can't, I yeah. understand why. But I think in time when you feel a little better, I think confronting her with this as that as a perfect example of just saying, like, it was more difficult because of the fact that you initially didn't respect my boundaries and just moving forward, you know, can you please, mm-hmm. you know, like... I love you, you love me kind of thing, but let's have a little more respect. Yeah, I can agree. It doesn't sound like she's a horrible person. It sounds like she was just really excited in the moment, her first one. Like, she wants to be in the know, like... I know, I see that's... I'm I'm sorry, (laughs) but that's exactly me. I mean, I would want to... You'd what? That's something I would do. Not that I would go blabbering to everybody, but I'm saying, like, the excitement aspect. Like, I'm from her point... Yeah, but you wouldn't be like, can I go tell this person? You wouldn't be asking me that. Can I tell this person? Can I tell this person? Can I just say something? I think I would. If I told you... If you told me not... I'm pregnant, but I'm going to wait to tell other people, so please don't tell other people. You wouldn't come up to me and be like, can I tell this person? absolutely. You're right. I absolutely wouldn't. Yeah. But if her initial response is, can I tell somebody? I think that's 
admirable about her because she's asking your permission rather than yes. people who like post the pictures no. without being at you know yeah no I'm saying she said yeah, hey right. we're pregnant but please don't tell anybody right. else I'm waiting right you wouldn't be like can I tell my friend Susie no you I wouldn't. definitely wouldn't no. no you're right you're right you're right yeah. I got yeah I got the timeline confused yeah. so that's just like uh, yeah. disrespecting somebody she definitely like, crossed the line I blatantly asked you not to so why are you asking me if you can tell somebody right. else and then she asked again like, yeah, like that that to me is just yeah. disrespectful. Like you don't care about her feelings at all. Yeah. And use that as the this is exactly take this as a lesson. This is why we didn't want anybody knowing because now it's only that much difficult. Now when I see Peter, Paul, and Mary, they all know. They all know. They're gonna be sad for me, then I have to talk about it every time. Right. This is why Ugh. so please, yeah. next time. In anything, just respect the boundaries. If I yeah. ask you not to say anything, I'm sharing with you because you're an important part of our life, but please yeah. Keeping under wraps. That's hard. Yeah. I'm, I'm really sorry for you. Yeah, I'm sorry. Ex-relationship advice. Hey, A&G. <laughs> hey. A&G. A&G Bakery. <laughs> Why does that sound familiar? Because A&G Bakery. Yeah. Oh. It's right there. <laughs> Hope you two are doing well. I love the podcast and Alyssa's vlogs. Here's the gist of my situation that I would love to hear your opinions on. My boyfriend and I are both 26 and broke up a few days ago. We were both really unhappy, so we know it's the best decision. The problem is that we've been living together for the past year and a half. While our lease is month to month, we still have to, we'll need to spend the at least the next 30 days together. We discuss being friends while we still have to live together and neither of us have any other place to go right now. He is currently sleeping on the couch while I'm sleeping in the bedroom. I feel bad that he has to do that every night, but I'm not sure what else to do. Should we switch off on certain nights or should I just leave it as it is for now? Thanks so much. Leave it as. Leave it as is. If he's not complaining, leave it as is. Yeah. You know? If he's not putting up a fight with, hey, that's my bed too, I slept, that's my bedroom, then I would just leave him on the couch. He's doing good. Yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah. You're good. And you'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, you sound fine. You're like, you were, we broke up. We were unhappy. Best decision for the both of you. He could sleep on the couch for the next 30 days. No biggie. Got it. Got it. Baby daddy, baby daddy advice, please. Hello, beautiful ladies. Uh, I need some advice. So a few months back, back my ex-boyfriend left me when I was three months pregnant, and it was really bad it was a really bad breakup. He threatened me and told me I should have an abortion because I was a terrible mom, because I will be a terrible mom. I blocked him out of my life and was content with how my life was going until now. He recently texted me telling me he wanted to be in my son's life and wanted to be the dad he never had. Yeah, okay. Anyways, he's buying stuff and wanted to take me to dinner. What's weird is before I found out it was a boy. He wanted nothing to do with me or the baby. But once I found out it was a boy, he's all for it. I guess what I'm trying to ask is, should I let him back in or tell him to fuck off and move on? I don't want my child to not have a dad because I went through that. He's not going to be at the birth. He, sorry. He's not going to be on the birth certificate, nor will my son have his last name. I may sound stupid even for asking this, but I'm so torn about this. And I want to know what's best for my, I want to do what's best for my baby. He wants to be able to take my son overnight for a day, but my ex doesn't have a car, nor his license, nor his own place to live. I don't know. I'm so confused. It's exhausting. Okay, enough rambling. I uh, love you girls so much. Thanks for the help. Okay, love you. Bye. This is a hard situation because there is no other benefit of him calling and saying, I want to be in his life. What would be the benefit other than he genuinely just wants his son to be in his life? If anything, that's 
more burden on him. So it's like if he really didn't want that, he wouldn't have called and done it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like he could be a toxic person to you. Maybe he's learning. Maybe and he's maybe changing. he will be a great dad. Maybe he will be a great dad because, in my opinion, there's no other reason for him to say, I want to be in my son's life. There's nothing that he's going to really gain from that mm-hmm. other than he genuinely just wants to be a father to mm-hmm. his son. I think keeping his name off the birth certificate. No last name. Not giving him his last name is protecting your son. Because it's not like he could scoop in now and go... I mean, he still can. By law, he could say, I'm the father's dad. I I mean, I'm my (laughs) child. I'm the kid's father. I want paternity paternity tests. I want rights to my child, blah, blah, blah. But you doing those two things is automatically a protection against him trying to come in and like swoop your son away. But I would absolutely allow him an opportunity to be a dad. Um, I would do it slowly though, can I add? Because she said he threatened her to have an abortion, told her she's going to be a terrible mom. He doesn't sound like maybe the best person in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would start with you being around while they're together. He doesn't have a car. He doesn't have a license. He doesn't have a place to live. So if he comes over to your house and wants to visit with his child— I don't think there's a problem with it. Meet in a park or something. I think you have control of the situation. And I think if he starts, not that kids should ever be used as pawn, so to speak, but you have the control in your hands. So if you see see that he's um, acting like an ass or not doing the right thing for your son, then you very easily could be like, we tried. Mm -hmm. But I definitely think you should try. I think your son, like you said, you grew up without a father. I grew up without a father. And I think every person has a right to prove that they could be, like, I think he has a right to prove that he could be a good dad. Even, listen, my ex wanted me to have an abortion with Aaliyah. You know, he didn't want to have any more kids. And, um... He's called me white trash. I mean, but words hurt. But if his actions are, if he's contacting you and he wants to try to be in this kid's life, I think he, I, I think he should. Slowly and safely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely would not throw your kid at wherever he stays overnight. Oh, Ooh, hell no. Not. Definitely no overnights. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. And that could be something like... Get a job, get a house, get a car, be responsible, form a relationship with my son. And then maybe in the future, way mm-hmm. down to the future, let him prove himself to you. Mm-hmm. Okay, one more. Ready? Okay. Will he ever live with me? Relationship advice. Hello, sweet ladies. To start off, listen, Jerry. Firstly, I appreciate you both for doing this podcast. I've heard every single episode since you started, and I've always wanted to write in because I truly feel so connected to you two, like you're my besties. I always hesitated, but I decided it's finally time. So this is going to be a long one. I'm having a bit of a dilemma. I need some advice on my relationship. We'll call my boyfriend Aiden, and you could call me Ariella. Those are our future baby names, LMFAO. <laughs> Me and my boyfriend have been together for a year and a half. And when I say this is the healthiest, most loving, truly the best, most beautiful relationship I have ever been in, I truly have no other words than perfect. But there's one slight issue. I just turned 20. My boyfriend's 22. And to give you some background info, we met at work, and I was about to move to Connecticut from New York when we had just met. Me and my mom had signed papers and last minute backed out of buying the house for some reason. 
At this point, my now boyfriend was at my day, was at my job, and the day I met him, I instantly felt a connection, and we talked and liked each other and would talk about so many things, one of them being me moving to Connecticut. I knew that it would happen eventually, and I told him that when we first started dating. To me, this man was sent from God, and everything happened for a reason. If me and my mom bought the house, me and Aiden would have never gotten together. So now let's get to the juicy juice. We have a very open conversation about everything. We don't argue at all. If we have disagreements, we immediately talk about it and are lovey instantly, which is so amazing. But every time that we have talked about moving in with each other, I feel so unhappy with the end of the conversation. So basically, I am honestly completely ready to live with him. I currently live in Connecticut, and it's been a year since I moved here, and every week we go see each other. We do this back and forth. It's only about an hour and 30-minute drive, so that's not the issue. Every week we go see each other for three days in a row, so he comes Monday, leaves Wednesday, so those days it's like I am living with him. To me, because of this, I feel so ready and so excited to live with him. He is very helpful, helps me do the dishes, laundry, bed, etc. And it's been a year, so it's not like he's just doing this because it's recent. Anyways, into the issue, when we speak about the time frame of moving in to, of living together, I say a year, max two years, so by the time I'm 22, and he says in four to five years, which is just like abs- an absolute no for me. And his reason is he doesn't want to leave his mom. He currently lives in New York with his mom, dad, and siblings, and I understand that's what he's used to, and he's very much a mommy's boy, but it's just no compromise for me. I am literally ready now and want to, but in his perfect world, in five years, we'll buy a house for us and his parents. He always says he needs to buy his mom a home. That's her dream. But what about my dream? Am I a bitch and selfish? Please let a girl know. And no, Like, no, I do not want to live with his family. I want a home for the two of us to share and live in. Of course, we'll both visit our families often, but to me, it seems like he doesn't even think about living with me anytime soon. I don't want, I don't think he ever wants to leave his family. And when we talk about buying a house, he says, I can't buy a house with you if my mom doesn't have a house. It's her dream. She's always wanted to have a house and that's messed up. If I buy a house with you and let her still rent a small New York apartment. I understand, of course, we want to help out our parents. I love mine dearly and my mom is a single mother who has basically no one and dreams about the day she owns her own house too but his mom has three men other than my boyfriend living with her who can help her out but Aiden feels the need to be the one to do it all and I just feel like I'm being put last and it has nothing to do with commitment we talk about marriage and babies all the time literally have a perfect relationship so it just makes me feel sad that I have no clue when we're going to live together and that he's putting his mom first but in an unreasonable way not to mention, if he lived with, his me- with me and my mom, we'd all three be saving so much money by rent alone. So it's not about the money. It's about putting his mom in a better situation before himself. Please help me out. I apologize for being so long. I have hatched- attached pictures of me and my honey. Uh, well, look where they are. We were there. Where? Oh! The, um, and he's wearing mochas. We've seen this picture before. I've talked about his shoes, no? Uh, I don't know. But the other pictures don't look familiar. He's wearing the mocha sneakers that I got, Zane. <laughs> That's so irrelevant. You guys are adorable. What do you got to say, Mama Jerry? <sighs> I want, I, it's really silly, but I would love to know where he's from. <laughs> Why? Like culturally? <laughs> yeah. It's a cultural thing. They I look, go through they look some sort of Hispanic. I go like. through this fucking shit whatever all the time. Mm. 
I I don't want to say I fight with him, but it's definitely been a thorn in my side. My husband is one of six children. His mom gave birth to six. I mean, there's more because his father had kids from a different marriage. But his mom gave birth to six kids. And Ever, from over here, has helped her put the other... I think there's like four younger than him. And has helped her like financially, like so they can go to school and get an education and then who dropped out and who got pregnant. And I just feel like, I feel like Ever has it on his shoulders Mm -hmm. and it's still all these years later, I'm telling you, him and I just had this issue the other day. He still feels like he needs to take care of his mom. He's the responsible one. And I said to him, Ever, here's the thing. Hear me out, girlfriend. Maybe you can express this to your boyfriend. This is what I said to him. Your mom gave birth to six children. You send money home. And I don't mind that. I believe that if you can help, yeah, Yeah. you should help your mom. I believe like it's a cycle of life. Like they give you life, they raise you, then you help them, you know. Um, He sends money. She gets her food. She takes care of. Now she's sick. I mean, thank God she's getting taken care of, but... I said to him, um, if you lost your job today or if we did not have a penny to send her, do you think your other siblings would let her go hungry? Right. Like they would make it work. They would have to make it work. Yeah. And that's the same thing here. Aiden is taking on all this responsibility. He feels like Nobody I'm the one that has do to it. do it. Yeah. But what Aiden needs to realize, are the three other men that live in that house going to let mom fall? No. He's taking on the responsibility. He feels like he's a strong one. And listen, he is, just like Ever. Ever is the doer. Ever is the one that is making his family live there. You understand? Do any of his siblings live with his mom, like, actually, or does she live alone? Uh, He has one brother that lives there and a sister who lives sort of on the same property, like, just, like, a a five-minute walking distance. You know, So they're nearby. Yeah. Why is ever the one that's always doing everything? Because they know he's going to do it, so they don't feel the need to. Exactly. And that's why I was asking culturally wise, because I feel like it's his machismo attitude. Like, he's got to do it because nobody else can. Like, it's his mom, and he's got to make sure he takes care of her. Meanwhile, it's like, no, she has five other children who can help. And I think that might be Aiden's thing. I think it might, that might, ever helping his mom makes ever feel like, stronger bigger man like look at everything I did for my mom I bought my mom a house in El Salvador I she's thriving because I helped her you know so which is good to be proud of those things that is nice but you're also being taken advantage of yeah and this is a conversation that I've been battling with my husband for a million years it's like you know (laughs) you know that they would be able to provide food if you didn't send money and if he called and was like listen I need you guys to like start splitting costs with me and helping mom out what would they say? Uh, it's a joke, Les. It's a joke. <laughs> but they're also over there. He has one brother now who's over here in Boston. Who? Wait, now, what do you mean it's a joke? Uh, like they don't have a job or there's, they can't uh, find work or this, this, that. But that's what I'm saying. It's bullshit because yeah. if you're hungry, you're going to find a job. You know, you, you've just been spoiled. Ever has spoiled him, spoiled yeah, them. And it. I said, you know, it's kind of your fault. You're, you were like the enabler, you know, to like say a drug addict, right? If you enable them, they're going to do it. He enabled them by always being the rock that they can land on, the, the, the support rather that they can lean, the rock that they can lean on. Oh my gosh, that was so hard for me to get out. But I think that's Aiden. I think that's Aiden's mentality. Aiden's mentality is I need to do this for my mom. My mom deserves this. And yeah. But while, also he needs to worry about himself too. While I respect that, 
because I deal with it with ever and I respect it with ever, there comes a time where it's like, there's other people in your mom's life yeah. that can help her make her dreams come true. It shouldn't mm-hmm. just fall on your plate. Mm-hmm. And- also, Ever is holding down Fort here while also helping his mom. It's like he doesn't want to do anything for her un- until he helps his mom. Like, you need to have a balance. A balance. Like, if and- Ever was doing nothing here and only helping his mom, you'd be like, okay, now this is a big problem. Oh, yeah. He yeah. Been, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, he. I don't think it's fair that he doesn't want to compromise with her and, like, live with her and, like, find a balance of, like, you can help your mom and be in a relationship, so too. That's why I'm saying you need to have a conversation with Aiden. Let him listen to what I just said because ever, no matter how many times I've said it in the past, he's only finally now starting to get it. It's like, yes, I understand. She's your mom. You feel uh, responsible. You feel like it's your purpose, your duty, whatever they want to call it, to take care of their mom. I absolutely love and respect that. But at the same time, hello, I'm here. Yeah. Our life is here. We can't keep putting our life on hold because you're trying to make her dream come yeah. true. Yeah. She could work towards making her dream come true. The other three men that are in that house can also help her make her dream come true. It shouldn't be the burden of just Aiden. And I think Aiden is taking so my whole point being, sorry, Liz. My whole point point being is I think Aiden is in his mind thinking he's the only one that's gonna make this happen. And mm-hmm. I think that's the same way ever thought for so long. If if I don't do it, my mom's not eating. If I'm not doing it, my mom will never have a house. And that was Ever's way of thinking. And I think now he's finally realizing, because I, I pointed out, sometimes I have to make things very, like, if you can't send a penny today, do you think they're going to die of starvation? You know? I think putting things, making Aiden understand that it's not his burden to get his mother a house, mm-hmm. I think is going to be key to this. And honestly, you guys are only 20 and 22. I think it's going to take him a lot longer than five years unless he's like a freaking surgeon or something and buy two houses. No, How's- one, because they want to all live together less. No. <laughs> no. Uh, she yeah, can this- live in an apartment. There's, There's nothing, nothing wrong, wrong with, with that. It. She's got a roof over her head. That's beautiful. It's great. If and- he wants to pay for her apartment... Then do that if he can afford it. And then buy a house with you and move on with his life. Yeah, I don't know. This is hard. It's hard. I would want to get my way because I wouldn't want to wait another five years to live together. You're gonna be, he's going to be 27 years old before you live together. He's 22. Mm-hmm. I, I think you need to get into Aiden's head a little bit. Let Aiden, Aiden call ever. Let them have a conversation. Because <laughs> I think everyone will be like, yo, bro, <laughs> listen. Listen, I did this for years. I, I did it for years. My wife was right from the very beginning. And now, like, all the thousands of dollars and all the heartache. And now they're spoiled. And now none of them want to get off their ass and do anything because they count on me to do it. So I think Aiden needs to really have an eye-opening conversation. Like, wow, you know what? You're 100% right. I don't think... Um, I, there needs to be a balance between helping your mom out versus giving your mom everything. Mm-hmm. Because you can't. Then you're, It would be a great thing to do if you can financially do it, but then you're never going to move on with your own life. Right. So make sure she has a roof over her head. She's safe. That's great. She has an apartment. That's amazing. Then move on with your life. You don't have to give her everything. Maybe one day in 10, 15 years you can give her a house. But I think right now he should focus on his relationship. This is hard, though, because Absolutely. he's stubborn about it, it seems like. Absolutely. Like, absolutely, his focus should be on you and your guys' yeah. future together. But he has to learn balance between, like, sure, I need to um, help and be supportive of my mother. That's it. But 
I have a girlfriend who I, I love and want to support. And you start a life with. Start a life with, right. Because your mother, his mother is, is not his future. You're his yeah. future, right? So he definitely needs to find the balance. But I think if him, him really accepting the fact that it's not just him who... It's not his responsibility to make his mother's dreams come true. And although he feels it is because that's whatever felt... But he needs to understand that it's not his responsibility Mm -hmm. to make her dreams come true. I think she worded it great, too. She said he's putting his mom first, but in an unreasonable way. Mm -hmm. Like, he needs to find reason within the balance of all of this. Absolutely. Because that could make you feel like shit. Like, I would feel like shit. It does. Like, I, and she's being, it seems like in this email, you're being very understanding. Like, I get it. I love my parents. I want to help my parents. But there has to be, like, a time where it's like, okay, you're going to put her first for everything. And it's like, when are we going to start our life? No, I agree. So. I agree. It's going to be a hard conversation, but. It definitely needs to be had because. Yeah. Great and perfect in every other way other than your second best. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's like hardcore mom's boy. Won't give it up. And. I I get it from ever because there's been times his mom has dicked him over and I'm like, and you're just going to keep It's also doing. a generation thing too because if I was doing, dick, dicked keep. over by my parents, I would be pissed. Mm. Like as generations get older, we start to prioritize ourselves and our mental health first versus the generations growing up was like respect your elders no matter what. Yeah, I think a lot of it though is culturally. Yes, like, that's you. Know, you. Because, that's you. Um, yeah, I think a lot of it is the culture because I feel like I've been married to my ex and now married to Ever, and I feel like their cultural beliefs are really, really strong, mm-hmm. even though they're morally wrong. Mm. Both of them, both situations, Ever with his mom and the other one with whatever he did, mm-hmm. you know, even though they had very strong connections, I felt like, just like she said, it's like... It's there needs a balance. It's unreasonable. It's unreasonable. Yeah. So cultural or not cultural, it's unreasonable. And he, Aiden, darling, if you're listening, if she's making you listen to this, it's not reasonable, especially being in New York. <laughs> you know. Also, so, she said at the end, not to mention, if he lived with me and my mom, we'd three all be saving so money by rent alone. So it's not about money. So she wants to buy a house with him with her mom. What does that mean? See. She said she wanted to buy a house in Connecticut. To me, that's confusing, though, because you don't want him to buy a house with his mom. Yeah. But you want to buy a house with your mom. Yeah. But maybe maybe we're reading, because I thought they said that they've already been up there for a year. I know. I'm confused. Me too, a little bit. Regardless, a conversation needs to be had, obviously. Oh, she's saying, she's saying if out. he moves in now with her and her mom, they'd all be able to save money, and then they can go buy their own house. Right. But he doesn't mm. want to leave his mom. Right. Okay. Yeah, I guess, but yeah, word it, word it in a way of, like, she has other people there that can help her, and they will help her. And you could still help. Just mm-hmm. not full force your whole thing to be dedicated to her. And then, listen, if that's how you felt, if you felt like you need to take care of your mom first and buy your mom a house and have her settled in, then you should not have been in the dating scene. Right. Because nobody should take nobody wants a back seat. Yeah. You know? And I understand, like, he will forever want to take care of his mom, that's just fine. like you're going to forever want to take care of your mom. Yeah. And that's admirable, but you shouldn't be in the back seat to this. Yeah. And that's Life what needs to, to go change. on. Eventually. Absolutely. 
Okay, thank you all for listening. If you want to send an email like we read today, agamilpodcast at gmail.com. It's A-G-A-H-M-I-L podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at agamil. Hit the little email button. It'll pop right up. You can just type it right then in there. It makes it really super simple and easy. If you want to support us, you totally don't have to, but it helps us put out free content for you guys. You can go to the link in the description. You'll get early episodes for $2.99 a month. So you'll get Mondays on Sundays and Thursdays on Wednesdays. Okay, love you. Bye.